0: This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors and Panasonic Air Conditioning. Come home to your perfect environment. This is the
1: day's play for Drink Wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Paul Bonza, David Cooper with you after a big win to the home team. The Adelaide 36ers 88 defeat the Taipans. Seventy-one. Did you see the Sixers before we started, Coop? Did you see
2: the Sixers keeping the Titans to seventy-one points? Uh, no, no. To be honest, you think about the 36ers early in the season, and they were, you know, they were anemic on on defence. They were, uh, you know, teams were putting up very high scores, so yeah, uh, definitely didn't see that happening.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll go through the stats firstly. We're going to have a bit of a deep dive into this. We've got a fair bit of time, thanks to Budget Car and Truck Rental. Um, the shooting percentages for me stick out. 40, 41, 42% of the Sixers and just 30% of the ends.
2: Yeah, it wasn't actually, a, you know, a great shooting effort by the Sixers. You know, 88 points after their, after what was a fairly hot start. Um, yeah. They didn't shoot the three that well, you know, beyond. Um, DJ was five for 14, but uh, the rest of them... Didn't, didn't really shoot the ball that well. Jason Kadi hit a couple of uh, triples, so yeah. they were able to get plenty of points in the paint, um, and they were able to get decent looks from the three-point line, but they, they didn't shoot well. They were just lucky that Stans, they were they, they just had a bad night. You know, you, you have some of those that they had good shooters missing open shots, and, and yeah, it was just a real struggle for them tonight.
1: Five for 14. It's not great shooting from outside, but I guess when you've got the reputation and and shooting ability DJ has. He can put up 14 threes if he wants.
2: Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, you, you think uh, around the stats, five 14, 35%, like that's still, yeah. that's, it, oh, yes. is, for yeah. him that's not great shooting, but no. overall you'd, you'd still take it. Yeah. Um, and if he's getting that many good looks, you'd uh, you probably expect him to make a couple more. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's okay. You, you'd, you're happy for a good shooter to shoot four threes threes every game.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, he had
2: a good night again. He, he, he,
1: quite a uh, second half, definitely. He's, I think he had 17 points at halftime, but um, ended up with 28. But uh, he was he was very good. I don't want to leave the player of the game till later, but uh, he might just have a handle on that trophy. Um, with as far as Cairns are concerned, who were the highlights from the Cairns tie ends for you?
2: Oh, I think it was Lat Mayan. Uh, yeah. For me, I thought he competed. Well, um, he gave him a good burst when he came in in the first quarter when they were struggling early. And he, he you know, not single handedly, but he, he played a part um, in getting them back into the game. I, I, I like his approach to the game. Like he, he competes every possession, uh, he, he doesn't back down to anybody. He, um, he's got a little bit of a mean streak about him, which I think is a, um, you need that. Um, if you're trying to find your way in the league. So I thought, um, I thought he, was, he was really good. Um, I think also, you know, Bull Qual played well. He, he just, you know, he probably didn't shoot it as well as he could. He hit a couple of threes, but um, I thought he competed well as well. They just, you know, they, they probably just lacked some of um, their bids. They struggled tonight um, just with the, the physical nature of the Adelaide Guards. Yeah. Um, I think they struggled. And then and their imports had off nights. Um, and when you're down a couple of players and you, you, your main guys have off nights, it, it leads to a night like tonight.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, you've got a couple of imports down and not playing tonight. And then McCall finishes with six points and Patrick Miller eight points. And Patrick Miller scored five of those eight in the last quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When the game was basically done.
2: Yeah. I think the, you know, credit to the 36ers' defense. They, you know, they 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 had big guards on him. They didn't, you know, they didn't try and put Nick Marshall on on Patrick Miller. They put, um, you know, they put Dijon on him. his big stronger. They put Trey Till yeah. on him, and he wasn't able to get right at the rim like he normally does. Um, so they did defend him very well, but. Yeah, you know, there's probably still a few shots in there that, that he would make normally, but he just didn't make them tonight.
1: Yeah,
2: um, we we are disappointed the way
1: that uh, that um, we did. I, I don't think we saw enough from Cairns. change the way they were playing. They, they just seemed to let things roll along a little bit, and normally that's not an Adam Ford trait.
2: Yeah, I was surprised that he stuck with. Um AK Gack yeah. and um Roberts at the center spot when they weren't really effective and they play he played Wardenberg alongside those guys. I think he's had a lot of success with his teams in past years where he's played Wardenberg as kind of a stretch five that yeah. can spread the floor. Whilst Wardenberg didn't have a good shooting night either, I thought, you know, they, they could create matchup problems by going with that smaller lineup. They could play Wardenberg at the five and get get Isaac to come out and guard him. They could You know, I I think that they could work matchups so that, you know, that uh, Galloway had to guard a guard. And Galloway's not really a guy, he's a post-up guy that's going to exploit a mismatch at the other end. Yes. Um, But they didn't really look to do that, which surprised me. I think, you know, they they have guys like Latin Man and Bull Quoll and even Teju McCall who can guard up. They can guard bigger guys and create mismatches the other way. So, yeah, I was very surprised they didn't look at that a lot more.
1: Turnovers hurt um, hurt the tight ends as well tonight, and and just going through this uh, box score as well. Uh, McCall three turnovers, Miller three turnovers, Mayan three turnovers, Wardenberg three turnovers, Quall three turnovers. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like it was one man's guilty; they were all guilty.
2: Yeah, I think the the Sixers were Very active hands, uh, you know, when they were when McCall was driving, when Miller was driving, they had guys with their hands in the lane. Um, they were, you know, the, the, the lack of shooting for can for Cairns probably made it a little easier, they could help an extra step. Um, so yeah, they were very active off the ball and and yeah, made it made it hard for those guys. Um, play of the
1: game for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service. Um <laughs> The loudest player of the game was the last alley oop to Trenton Flowers. I'm not sure if it's the actual player of the game.
2: In garbage time, can that be the player of the game? people you like? The crowd thought it was. Yes. Um, <laughs> It, it, there was a dunk, which was my play of the game. I thought in the first quarter when the Sixers were out in transition, I thought it was um, Jacob Wiley's first uh, touch. Might have even been his first touch. He yes. caught a, a long pass and, you know, it was really a touch pass. Isaac down the lane who got a dunk and that got the crowd into it and, and um, you know, got Jacob Wiley going. So that was my play of the game. But yeah, I think the nah. crowd's favourite was the, was the alley-oop. For Trent players.
1: I, I did like Mitch McCarran's defensive swap from behind as well. Um, a lot; those little things go unnoticed a lot of the time. But uh, that was excellent, um, and uh, yeah, i with you. That that heads-up play from Wiley just to tap it back to Isaac Humphreys uh, for the slam. That yeah, that sort of got the Sixers rolling, didn't it? Yeah, it
2: did it did the the, the Sixers' defense was um, you know it was probably one of their stronger defensive games. I uh, I thought. I just just the the multiple efforts. You know, it was uh, Trey Keller. I Remember one where he he fought through about three screens. Um, you know, they cancelled that play and then it went to the, you know, I think it, that was he was guarding Miller or McCall and then the next defender had the other one of those two and took it away and then the Cans had to go to their third option and that it, You know, they didn't get a good look out of it and it was just that um, willingness to, to defend um, which, you know, I think earlier in the season wasn't there and yes. it's also testament that um, when you're a guy that's got primary ball handling duties, you're creating you're doing a lot on the offensive end, but then you're still willing to do that at the defensive end, I think that's actually the signs of a playoff team, you know, yeah. that's that's what good teams do um, and, you know the, the Sixers, I think they're actually starting to believe that they can do it, I think they <laughs> actually think they can make the finals um, and if they did, you know it's still a long way off, but you wouldn't want to be the team that hasn't first up.
1: No, no, no certainly is. not. They're, they're going to be, if, if they can somehow, it'd be a, it'd be a bit of a miracle yeah. from where they've come from. And they still only just, uh, just probably crawl off the bottom, maybe ahead of Southeast Melbourne, or I'll just uh, try and refresh the ladder, see if they've updated that live ladder. But it's um, with, with 14 losses, that's the thing that's going to hurt. Yeah, they jump off the bottom ahead of South-East Melbourne with that win. Um, but So they they now sit... Cairns have dropped down to just above the Adelaide 36s to be in 8th position. Illawarra in 7th um, position. And New Zealand currently sitting in the play-in position with 10 wins and 12 losses. Um, and South-East Melbourne on the bottom with 10 wins and 14 losses. So it is just those extra couple of losses... Yeah, um.
2: I think the uh, the, the bigwig sitting in the NBL office will be loving re- results like this tonight. That um, just keeps everybody alive. Um, gives them, you know, lots. You, you, you think of all the years where you have all these dead games at the end of the season that, yep. you know, you're trying to promote and trying to get people watching, and that we're not at that point yet. You know, even even South East Melbourne, that was a, a great story um, the other night, and and seeing Mitch Creek. Actually, you know, he spoke very eloquently and passionately about. It was it, great uh, to see
1: Creek and Cre- We know Creaky and he speaks from the heart all the time. That yeah, that's what yeah. you get with Creeky, yeah. but it was an, an amazing win for them.
2: Yeah. Oh you you think of the the number of guys that were out. You know, they they had, um, you know, development players starting the game. Yes. You know? <laughs> that's, yeah. They were they were down that many guys, and um, yeah, you know, I, I I it was just a a remarkable win it kept them alive you know you you can't see them doing that again but no. the fact that they are still alive at this stage of the season with all that they're going through it's um yeah it's a good place for the league to be it
1: certainly is um we're hopefully going to speak to nick marshall very very shortly this place empties really quick 9,500 get out of here in a hurry <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like it, they it might becomes, all still be in the car park trying be, to get in. Oh, yeah, up, it yeah. becomes
1: super loud, but then all of a sudden it's, uh, yeah, it's, the place is empty and it's just you and me and a couple of stragglers keep.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's friends and family and their kids and everything like that now. Um,
1: before we go to a break, uh, it's uh, the last quarter, and I, I love speaking about this guy, but Trenton Flower's face goes up on the big screen. Like the fans go nuts. Then he takes off his t-shirt to come on court. The the place gets even louder. I felt a little bit for Keanu Rusmussen, who
2: well, <laughs> I thought pre- they were cheering for Keanu. <laughs> pretty
1: much got ignored yeah. for his first minutes uh, of the game, and um, and then to finish with the alley-oop dunk, um, he he is. We've seen him this year earlier in the season. Um, he had a game where he scored. I think he scored twenty-six points, and he athletically he's probably the most athletic person in the team but um, he's certainly got some ability
2: he does yeah he's got a he's got a lot of upside you can see why the, the you know there's draft interest in him with that athleticism um, you know he's creative as well he's, Yeah, he's speed up and down the floor um, yep. he's exceptional at his size so yeah it, it, he's got an interesting path ahead because there's you know them there's the, the NBA You know he's the the prototypical three and D. He's not that. Yes. He's not a great shooter yet, Um, and he's not. You know he's more a ball carrier type guy that wants the ball to play with the ball, whereas it seems to be that you know the there's those three and D guys. They're the ones that have transitioned well. You you think Bobby Clintman, He's a that's him. He's a he's a off the ball guy, super long, can defend. um, That he'll you know plug and play in an NBA roster. Whereas I'm not sure where Trenton Flowers fits, but, but he's got a lot of talent. Um, he's going to go places, whether it's NBA or, or somewhere else.
1: All right, stay with us. Uh, we'll come back and uh, we've got a bit, bit more to go yet and hopefully speak to Nick Marshall from the 36ers. Sixers getting the win, 88-71 over the Cairns Taipans back at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre very shortly.
0: This is 36ers Live on SEN. Thanks to Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors and Panasonic Air Conditioning. Come home to your perfect environment. We're here for Drink
1: Wise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Paul Bonza and David Cooper with you as the Adelaide 36ers get a big win by 17 points over the Taipans, 88-71. We're just waiting for Nick Marshall to uh, join us. Um, he's obviously uh, got stuck in the showers or something, keeps something like that. We're just uh, trying to get hold of their team manager, Jazzy, who does a great job. And
2: uh, Yeah, he might just be celebrating a little bit more. He might. Yeah, he might um,
1: let's, uh, let's speak about some of the Adelaide 36ers, apart from DJ Veselvich. Um Trey Kell got a bit of a knock to the knee, but his first half again was really solid, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, he's he's playing exceptionally well, like filling the stat sheet again. You know, only 11 points, but he only played 21 minutes. So, uh, but 11 points, five rebounds, five steals, three assists, and only one turnover. He's he hasn't been turning over the ball um, at all. So, yeah, he's he's been a revelation playing point guard. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not not something I. I think uh, most people would have thought of but, finish uh, with finish it with it 11
1: will. points, but a, a, a plus 17 on the plus minus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I thought I thought he was good. Um, Nick Marshall, who we're hoping we're hoping to chat with, um, we're just trying to get uh, chase him up. He's been held up a little bit, which is fine. Um, he had uh, nine points, and again, he, he doesn't do too much wrong. Six rebounds as well. It doesn't do too much wrong. Nick Marshall.
2: No, no, and and he's been given defensive assignments as well, um, which is, you know, it's something that he can develop in his game and if he can become that stopper. So he's probably taken on uh, Sunday Desha's role in a way. Yes. They've empowered him and given him that defensive role. Um, And I thought he did a good job tonight in that. that. There, He probably has a couple, seems to maybe one, Bad foul, game sort of thing. But uh, yes. outside of that, yeah. he, he's doing a good job. Yeah,
1: and he had one of those early tonight where he just he didn't think it was foul, but yeah, it was a foul. yeah, yeah. yeah um, no. No. Uh, Alex Starling, uh, we talked and spoke about him during the game. He is a guy who who just seems to read the play really well. Gets his hand in there. He know he, he's almost ahead of the game a lot of the time. Yeah, knows where the ball's going. Just smart player.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. He's a guy that you know. He's and probably most people know the story. He's played in the state mm-hmm. leagues for for a number of years, and he was one that I coached against. Um, you know, a number of years ago, probably when he was in his mid twenties, not his yep. mid thirties. And he was exceptionally uh, athletic. He had a motor. He could run and all day. Um, but his decision making wasn't great. He'd he'd go for the steal when he shouldn't, and he mm-hmm. you know he'd take himself out of the play and things like that, but he, he still has that athleticism, but now his decision-making is, is great. Um, you know, he can guard one through five. Um, you know, he's got the mobility and the athleticism to do that. Um, you know, and, and he's an interesting one for me because, you know, I'm sure the club will look to, you know, make some changes, but is he a guy that you move on from as well, a 34-year-old well, or well, do you
1: keep him? That was my next question. Is, is he someone who could potentially stay on this roster?
2: I think he is. I, I think... Yeah, you know, I get frustrated when the the clubs turn over players, and they you know they often turn over the guys that uh, are on your bench. You know, you think about the success that Sydney have had, and they've always talked about you know they keep um, Sean Bruce, they keep Angus Glover, they keep those you know those key yep. bench guys, and I think the Sixers haven't done that. You know, I'm talking. Talking history, but yes, I, I thought it was a bad move to move on from Hiram Harris. I thought he fulfilled his role exceedingly I, well. I Agree,
1: 100%. Yeah, um, you know, in
2: a, in a way, um, Alex Starling is a similar role. Um, yep. You know, an undersized big who you know creates for others and gets you know your second play, second efforts and things like that. So, I wouldn't move on from him. I think you'd you'd, you'd keep him just as that tenth eleventh guy. Um, I don't think the NBL is in a place now where you want that last guy to be. A young guy because who doesn't play, you know. I think teams need that depth through eleven, sort of, twelve guys. And even if he is your eleventh guy, who might not play all the time, I think he's worth worth sticking with.
1: You're going to cut some injuries as well, aren't you, throughout throughout the year? So if you've got someone with experience to fill a gap,
2: yeah, yeah. And um, it, it's something that Melbourne United have done. You think around yes. their teams, you know, they had a forty-something-year-old David Anderson there as a, and you go, why would you have that guy? Well, you might need him you know, yes. sort of thing. And th- and that's why they've got Brad Newley. Brad, he, you know, Newles is oh, not perfect, playing. Perfect example. But, you know, th- it's the confidence you have of someone there. If you need him, you know you know what you're going to get and they're going to, you know, give you everything they've got and make good, solid decisions. I think
1: Brad uh, has said that he is just topping up his super this year, which, <laughs> which is not a bad comment <laughs> from Yeah, <laughs> from uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it, was, but it's, it, it is, in, in all seriousness, it's great to see uh, someone like Brad Newley still wanted to be part of the NBL.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Like, um, you know, it was something with um, when David Anderson were there. He was he had nothing left to prove. And no. Brad Newley is, is a similar Exactly. Thing. The he doesn't, you know, there, there'd be other guys that would be like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, I want to go out. Is everybody remembering me as the, the Olympian scoring 20 points a game? But, um, no, he's happy to be the guy that just sits on the end of the bench and, you know. And, Last couple of minutes, and,
1: and a championship ring potentially this year. Yeah, is yeah. It?
2: Well, they're they're definitely the favourites. Did he say? So,
1: so uh, yeah. and Jazzy is just uh, the team manager for the Adelaide 36ers has told us that Nick Marshall should be here in about two minutes, which is great. Um, so I thank Jazzy for, for kicking me up the butt a little bit. I guess that's right. <laughs> he, he can talk about his game the, the, the whole rest of the way. Yeah. Um. We spoke about how well Mitch McCarron played tonight. Um, it's Just in regards to where he goes with the club next year, do you think he's again he's the captain of the club? Mm. His his role has changed dramatically. Mm. Um, is he won? He's he won that that gives that stability and should be here next year. In your opinion,
2: I think they've got roster decisions around him, Sunday Desh and Mitch McCarron, and it yep. might come down to who's off contract because. Yep. Uh, they're all still very valuable players. They can contribute a lot, but yeah. how do you fit them all in is probably more the, more the question.
1: Yeah, And uh, we've just got Mr. Young, Nick Marshall, here putting the headset on. Uh, Nick, welcome to SEN and NBL Live. Um, a big win for the boys tonight in front of one of the loudest crowds we've heard.
0: Yeah, it was huge. Huge for the boys. The boys up and about, playing well. So it's good building towards the rest of the season. I think Sydney next week at home as well. So we're looking forward to that.
1: Well, just talk about yourself. Um, that's what we've got here. Uh, <laughs> you've Your role's changed since Scotty's taken over. You, you're getting more minutes. You're starting. Um, how have you settled in with Scott Ninnis as a coach?
0: I mean, it's just really just being comfortable out there. Like I felt like I could play. I just needed those consistent minutes to know that I could adjust and then kind of play through my mistakes as well because I'm still learning. It's only mm-hmm. my first year on the roster. so. But, yeah, I've just kind of attacked it, uh, just making DJ, Trey and Isaac's job easier just kind of try and space the floor, make the extra pass and do all the little things and just play with energy and bring the, <laughs> bring the crowd into the game, take charges, that kind of stuff. I see, um,
2: under Scotty, you've been given primary defensive responsibility, whether that's at the point of attack or one of their key off-ball scorers. How are you finding that?
0: Oh, I love it. I love uh, taking that challenge and taking the best player on the other team and just, yeah, really locking into that. And I feel like that's something I'm going to do throughout my career. So especially in the like 2-3 the position, that's where most teams have their imports. So it's all about just, yeah, locking into the scout and making it a tough night for them.
2: Does, go on. I was going to say, so, that, so will you be more likely to guard Valentine next week or will you... Get um, Jalen Adams as a, as a nice little challenge.
0: We'll see. Either It'll be one of those two, I would think. So I look forward to it next week.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, what about uh, training with the likes of Vasilovic and Trey Kell? Who are you closely working with during the week uh, and to help you with your game?
0: I mean... Both of them, really, just being able to watch them every day, get those extra shots up. uh, The work shows, like, that's Mm. really it. Even, like, Wiley as well, like, getting those extra reps and just being ready whenever your name's called and just, yeah.
1: So, they they sort of, has anyone got, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is anyone got you under your wing, under their wing and trying to guide you through Uh, through the next development? I wouldn't say that.
0: I feel like I've always been a hard worker. Like, I'm always just working hard, making sure I'm ready. Uh, so yeah, I just believe in that, and like I believe that the hard work will pay off, and it will sh- it will show on the court as it has been.
2: And how did, how's the transition been? Where you've been, you know, sitting behind veterans like Jace Caddy and Sunday and Mitch McCarron to now starting. How have they been, kind of supporting you to become the starter?
0: I mean, it's great. They've just uh, they're confident in me, so it's just yeah. I've been learning from Jace Kind of, I haven't really played the point as much, but like. Being able to see what he does and how he can control the game and direct guys, I feel like I've made strides in that in that position as well this season. So I feel like I can do that, and I need to be able to do that, especially when they're denying like DJ and Trey. I need to be able to bring the ball up and run a set.
1: Last question before we let you go. Um, being an Adelaide boy, putting on a 36ers jersey, how, how important is that for you?
0: I mean, it's awesome being here with my family, family in the crowd tonight, being able to come to every game. It's pretty special. Uh, so, yeah, I love it. I love Adelaide.
1: Nick, thanks for your time. I appreciate you coming up and uh, having a chat with us. Dude. And well done. Good luck against the Kings.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Nick Marshall from the Adelaide 36 is joining us. Thanks, Nick. And um, he's uh, a talented player on the rise, uh, Coop. Now, we've only got a couple of minutes to go. Uh, we need to get your... Player of the game for tyre power selected Kumo tyres at slam dunk prices.
2: I guess no surprise that it's Dijon. Vasiljevic tonight, yep. uh, leading scorer by a by a, a clear margin. Uh, I think he set the tone early. You know him getting out in transition, getting on the rim, uh, not settling for for jump shots. Uh, that aggression and the energy that he played with set the tone. And and you know every every run that uh, Cairns put on, the the Sixers were ready and they they uh, came away very convincing winners.
1: Mate, thank you for your time filling in late notice. We really do appreciate it. You've done a great job in your debut. Well done. Uh, cricket score is six for 183. The Windies will be crossing to the Gabba very shortly. Thanks to Jace back in the studio. And we'll leave you with the highlights. The Sixers, 88, the Taipan, 71. Sixers' hands everywhere. They come up, up with it. DJ Vasiljevic down the other end. Scores a bucket off the glass. And now tells off to the races. Back down the other end, takes the body, lays it in. Six apiece. Vasilovic, the rebound, drives hard on Gat, and lays it in for two more. Be impressive, Vasilovic attacking the hoop. Vasilovic again driving hard to the hoop, and again lays it off the glass for two more. He's up to six points. He pulls out, kicks it to Vasilovic. Nothing but net for a three-pointer for DJ! Jason Kadie. ball fell in his hands. Long pass down court to Wiley. The tap back to Humphrey for a statement slam dunk! finds McCarran and back out to Kadie. Wiley, he's open for a three-pointer! Somebody Detch seeing his first minutes as well. Now McCarran working on Armstrong in the post. Backs him right in and makes the bucket. Just strength for McCarran to Trey Kelp, thought about the three, then drove to the hoop and stuffed it home. Gave a little flex to the crowd as well. Vasilovic from the foul line, drives another two. He's up to 17, Vasiljevic. Wide open Jason Kadee who can't finish. Nick Marshall got the rebound and just popped it back in for two more for the Sixers. Now he's passed. To Galloway with a double hook, slams it home. This crowd are up and about. Steal from Kel, got it to Vasilovic, back to Kel, all
2: the way. Nothing wrong with that knee, Coot. No, it's fine. I think it's fine.
1: DJ Vasilovic threw it away, gave it straight to Armstrong. Wardenberg will pull up for a triple, and it doesn't go. And at halftime, the Adelaide 36ers have the lead. 53 to 38. Dusilovic gets an open three. And down it goes. So the Sixers are underway. We spoke to Jason Caddy on Sports Day during the week, and he said just that. It's good for him. He knows that he's starting at halftime. He he hits a three-point shot as well. Sixers lead at 59-41. It's a pick from Humphreys. Gets to the foul on good use of the body again. Almost hip-and-shouldered Quo out the way there to, to create that space. Vasilovic drives hard on Gag, can't finish, but while he's there to clean up and put it back in. Full ball, blocked by McCarron from behind. Great heads-up play from Mitch McCarron. Marshall gets it to the corner. Vasilovic, fake the three. Fake the three! Starling kicked it out to Vasilovic. And what do you know? He another three. Goes to Starling. Just pulls up for it and banks one off the glass. Rupert Sapwell style. It was an excellent decision. Vasilevich takes the three-pointer. He's fouled by Roberts. And he will go to the line for three. But that music in the background means that Roberts is fouled out. Gak has fouled Galloway, three-pointer, and he's out of the game as well. Gets away from everyone in the building, including Trenton Flowers. Kadeep puts it up for Flowers! (laughs) alley to Trenton Flowers! What about the shot? Does take the shot. It's the back of the eye, doesn't go. And that is all! Your final score in Adelaide. The 36 ers 88. Defeat the Gerd Sideband, 71.